1: Learn more at Marines.com. Pat Mayo Experience Experience
0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Arnold Palmer Invitational. DraftKings picks and preview. Remember to smash the like button to the episode. Give me your two favorite 6K plays in the comment section. Then, down in that description, you can sub to Mayo Media Network. Check. Do that. Play in the Pat Mayo Experience. DraftKings Listeners League. Check. That's three max entry. $15 to play. No rake. 4,000 spots. Let's fill this up so we can have a huge one. For the players championship in a week's time and sub to the newsletter as well extra research and all the final plays ownership projections everything will come out on wednesday afternoon additionally if you want to generate your own lineups do your own research fantasynational.com mayo to get yourself 20 percent off another one of our friends and partners over at fantasynational.com from the tour junkies now doing this full time after six seven long years david Barnett, what's going on man
1: What's up, man? Yeah. Seven years, dude. Seven years ago. You, you know, you popped me and Pat's DraftKings PGA, DFS Cherry, and here we are today, you know? We are your spawn really in the DraftKings streets, Pat. So thank you to you. Appreciate it. All you've done. Thanks for the opportunity. Yep. Full time yesterday. Yesterday's first day on the new job. Here we go.
0: Is the new job a lot like the old job, just with more administrative work?
1: Uh It's a little different. I mean, my full-time job, I left. I was managing a lot of people. I was in a building. I wasn't working at home. Like it was, it was, it's a little different. So here we go. I mean, obviously I've been doing the TJ stuff, you know, a lot of, a lot of this content alongside of that real job, but now it's, it's all I'm, all I'm doing. I'm doing TikTok videos all the time. Good God, man. What, who am I? I'm 38 years old. I don't know. I'm probably gonna go through a midlife crisis before this is all over.
0: This kind of sounds like the midlife crisis. (laughs) It
1: does. me and cust and and pat can just we need to have a retreat and just go work through our our midlife crisis issues yeah you we know need what, to get cussed on tiktok is he not on tiktok
0: i i think he downloaded the app i mean i'm not on tiktok i have the app so i can watch tiktok videos don't have like a whole lot of interest in making tiktok videos
1: yeah it's not fun it's hard um but i love watching him and cuss would be electric on there he would be, but
0: then he'd have to figure out how to He didn't even know how to take a selfie like with turning his camera around. He turned his whole phone around <laughs> and then couldn't see the screen. Oh god. jeez. Oh, did did That's you vote rude. in the Custy Awards?
1: Uh, I didn't vote in the Custy Awards. I'm sorry. How dare you? How dare? I know, you. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I, you looked great though. You did look I love the I love the the attire you had. It was beautiful.
0: Well, well, we'll get that show up. I don't know when we're going to film it. We want to have Jeff in studio, Cust in studio, so it might take a little bit. Maybe if I fly down Jeff from Masters, we can film it over that weekend and then release it sometime towards the end of the month. But we're here to talk about Bay Hill, and I mean, besides but, you doing this full-time, the main reason I wanted to have you on is because you expressed to me how much you hate this course in real life.
1: Yeah. I do hate this course in real life. Um, I played it. I didn't. Th- I didn't think I would. You know what I mean? Like it's you're going. You you get ready to go on a date with this girl you've heard about. You know. You, you know. You've seen her. You think she's good looking or whatever. And then you you get there. and You're like, God, this girl has no personality. She's dead. She's a wet blanket. Um, you know. And you're really disappointed. And you leave going. I'm, I don't care if I ever hang out with her again. That's exactly how I felt with Bay Hill. Um, I played it twice in November. The weather was perfect, but. I just i guess maybe my expectations I, I do think that's you know sometimes these pga tour courses maybe you, you lift up your expectations thinking they're going to be amazing and then when it's arnold palmer and it's bay hill and it's got all the the legend that it has you just think the course is going to be cool but if you stripped away all that stuff like the clubhouse was underwhelming the whole thing was kind of underwhelming there's a nice little section of arnie stuff and memorabilia that i love and that's great to see but if you take away the you know the king from that place it is a regular Florida golf course, and it's just very. The holes are not memorable. You remember number six because of Bryson and all the play that got last last year, and you remember eighteen. You know, 18s a, a tough, tough, tough hole. Um, and you know, other than that, like it's just, I just walked away from it going, yeah, I, cool. Like, I don't care if I never play it again. I really don't.
0: I played TPC Summerlin with Rick. Uh, two weeks ago, yeah, in f- in 50 mile per hour winds, and I, I think I still have the windburn oh. on my face from. It. They're like, yeah, it was like the windiest day we've ever had. I was like, oh great, I'm <laughs> glad that I'm here for this. This is fantastic. Shoot news. a million. It was it was fine at the beginning because uh, I rented clubs because I was in Vegas to play. So it took me like yeah. two or three holes to get adjusted to that. Then I started playing well, but the hardest part was actually like getting adjusted to the elevation. Like I had a nine iron in on number two. And I was probably like you now 140 yards, and I probably hit it 40 yards past the hole to some dude's backyard. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. this isn't great." Everyone else is hitting a yeah. like gap wedge into it.
1: Yeah, that's real. That is real. But yeah. were you underwhelmed with TPC Summerlin, or did you? Would you think it was good?
0: I thought it was pretty good. Like it's what I expected from like watching it on TV over the years, and it being a desert course, not what I'm used to where I play yeah. at. But yeah. like it was in a valley. Like it was. It was really hard uh for a course that the pros absolutely tear apart it was like oh i can see i can get into a lot of trouble here
1: oh desert golf kicks my ass (laughs) i played in arizona a couple times uh two years or so ago if you're if you're wild off the tee as an amateur and you go play desert golf you're you are done like, it, it absolutely kills me. I'll take, I'll take my Georgia Pines hitting out of the pine straw, maybe having to knock it through some trees, keep it low. I'll take that all day long over hitting it off of rocks or through cactus or whatever. It, it's the worst.
0: Well, what kind of players do you think are primed to do the best at Bay Hill when you think of overall skill set? Because I was on your buddy, Kevin Kisner, here probably five, six years ago at this point, and he doesn't seem like the typical type of player that you would target for the Arnold Palmer yeah. Invitational. However... His game kind of meshed really well. He play, I mean, obviously he putted really well that week. But his his longer irons have been playing you know pretty well leading into the tournament. They did pretty well that week as well. He just couldn't close the door. He couldn't get it up and down on eighteen when it mattered the most, or he couldn't chip it in or whatever the hell he needed at that point because he buried his ball into the rough on the seventy second hole. Not great, Kev. Thanks for yeah. nothing. Everyone else cash Leishman that week. I was, per usual, not a part of the train that everyone else was on when they were cashing Mark Leishman a huge numbers at a tournament, but. I feel like the default here is we think about Rory and work backwards. Although Rory's only ever won this tournament one time, that is the type of player that you want. But I don't think you need to be the biggest bomber at this course in order to win.
1: I don't think you have to be. We've seen outliers like, I mean, Hatton's not super long, right? But I guess that, that year is kind of an outlier because it was so windy. He won it four under. I think was it Fitzpatrick was the only guy that shot under par on the weekend that year um i may may have messed that up a little bit but i no, it was tough he was the only guy that broke 70
0: on the week he, okay. he, he had a saturday 69 but like malinari has a victory here it's not like leishman, it's not like leishman some bomber off the tee either
1: uh, i think i think what it comes down to I, I meant to say this too the second time i played bay hill i played the last four holes from the from the tips from the 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 tournament tees i was one over through 17 on the last four holes and then 18 destroyed me like literally just picked up <laughs> um but i think i think a lot of it has to do with the second shot like that's that's where and we say that every week right starts getting approach but um i saw the stat earlier i can't remember who i saw it from where like shots over i think it was uh i don't know shots over 200 to 225 yards like double the average pga tour event uh on this golf course so a lot of these longer hitters are clubbing down off the tee to some extent, or, or you know, or they're maybe they're bold enough to cut the corners on some of these. But it's the second shots; it's it's carrying it over a lot of water, over a lot of bunkers, over a lot of trouble. It's hard to run the golf ball up here over the last few years as they've started to grow the rough up some more around the greens um, and 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 off the fairways. So I do think that if you're looking for like the the, the perfect fit, I, I do think it comes down to somebody with with higher club head speed that can have shorter clubs from that 200 to 225 250 out going for these par fives etc um but you have your premier like your precision iron players and like stupid accurate guys like when Francesco won and he was peaking that year Terrell Hatton was like top 10 in the world that year he was doing it Leishman's obviously a pretty good long iron player he plays other long courses like Augusta National well so I I think you have some of those outliers but it doesn't shock me that like Kiz I got I don't know I, I don't see him doing great here unless it gets nasty Uh, and real firm and fast. It's strange to think about because
0: thinking about Rory, thinking about Molinari, even Hatton to a certain extent, Leishman to a certain extent, uh, obviously Tiger who won here like 38 million times over the course yeah. of his career. These are all guys that play well at the don't, Open Championship. Don't
1: Champions. forget Matt Every. Don't and and, and Matt yeah, Every. this
0: used to be the Matt Every Open. I forgot about yeah. that. The back-to-back years. At least the first year he won, he was like 60 to one. The second year that he won, I think he was 300 to one because he had just tanked. I don't think he had made a cut since winning the year before. Then all of a sudden he pops back up. These le- these greens are super fast uh, at least during tournament play but guys that play well at the open championship tend to play well here like we have a lot of international winners at bay hill over the years
1: yeah i mean it it can get it can get tough right i think you know pj national last week is is similar it can play nasty the greens are firm and fast it's that tiff eagle bermuda that's super grainy um so i yeah i agree i mean i think we could totally see that happen um you know fitzpatrick those kind of guys have great history here hatton so for sure I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it about what I want to do
0: with the top. So let's talk about the 10K guys. Rom, obviously, the number 1 player in the world, he is the most expensive on the draft kings board. Once again, at $11,400, Rory who has top 10s in each of his past 5 appearances including a win. And one of the best putting rounds of all time on a Sunday. I was in Mexico watching that. That was it was a fantastic day. Eleven thousand one hundred dollars. Hovland, Scheffler, and Hideki are all above ten thousand dollars as well. Do you think this is finally the week where people jump off of Rom because Rory's history is so good that they'll just say, yep. you know what, I can save the three hundred bucks. I can use Rory. Let's call it a week.
1: Yep, I, I do think that's going to happen, and I think um, I think because of Rory's you know it looks like rorys you know kind of in in some good form right now I, i'm sure he's probably wanting to you know whether peak for augusta or the players or whatever it is so how, however they try to do that but um, i do think that uh, i think that probably will be the move so we'll see what i, I haven't looked at any ownership projections yet uh, if i'm honest so I, I don't i don't know i mean i wouldn't mind taking whoever the few guys up here are that are going to be the lowest owned and go from there i just don't see much separation between some of these guys at the moment
0: honestly everyone above nine thousand dollars is pretty flat except for rory who just kind of stands above everyone else but again we're talking on a tuesday morning we have another day and a half of people to give their hot takes to generate their lineups and then the ownership is going to mature over that time but i just don't see people getting away from rory i'm good with fading rory to be perfectly honest like if he doesn't win if he doesn't win like why can't hideki win
1: you know what i mean yep yep i i I am too i like I like Sung Jae and Hideki up here. Um, and I know we're talking 10K here, but I, I like both of those guys. I like Scheffler. Those are the first few names that, that jumped out at me. Um, Scheffler, I think Scheffler is going to keep rolling here. I, I would prefer Scheffler over Hovland at this point. Uh, I feel like the the consistency's there. You're not going to have these wild swings of really bad shipping or putting that we're still seeing Hovland do a little bit, despite me taking Hovland on your your season-long draft. And, and you know, I only get a win out of Hovland over in, you know, over across the ocean when it doesn't count, but uh, I I like Scheffler and, and Hideki and Sungjae right there. I like that little mid range.
0: I I'm trying to whittle it down a little bit because I could see a scenario where I don't use anyone in the 10Ks, and I think I'm with you, Scheffler and Hideki because of the price point, and I think that they're a lot closer to Hovland right now. Maybe I'm just mis- Maybe we're both misreading Hovland a little bit because when you look at the betting odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, like Hideki and Hovland aren't close, although if you if i needed someone to win a tournament i'm picking hideki
1: that's kind of what i'm thinking too and and it does feel like the you know if you look at his history here i believe um at api his uh, i think it's really all come down yeah i mean his putting weeks at the api have been like <laughs> awful Hideki like minus six strokes putting minus eight strokes putting minus five strokes putting he still managed to make the cut he's never missed the cut at api finished 18th here last year sixth in 2016 so despite that awful putting his ball striking has been really good at api and it does seem like lately the putter for Hideki we, we've seen some good weeks right it's not been super consistent but i mean he gained seven strokes the week the year or the week he won the sony just a few weeks ago Um, And he's he's gained strokes three out of the last four weeks putting. So it seems like it could be. But now Bermuda's is where a surface and we just left all the, you know, the POA stuff. But um, I I really like a right here for sure.
0: It's strange, too. Like, you look at the—he's never missed a cut, but you look back at his past five years, he doesn't have any finish better than T18, mainly because of those putting splits that you talked about. But that was the main reason that I faded him at the Sony. When you looked through his wild-eye stats on the green, like, oh, these are horrendous. He averages, you know, three-and-a-half strokes lost putting despite making the cut every single year. And then he gained seven strokes putting. So he gained seven it, it can happen. That was on Bermuda. Obviously, not necessarily the Tiff Eagle Bermuda like you're talking about that you see in yeah. Florida. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different in Hawaii. I just, I'm having a really tough time at the top. I think you're, I just, maybe Scheffler's, I don't want to say the safest because obviously Rahm is the safest. That's what I, yeah. I there's a weird roundabout way to me saying, do I just play John Rahm and feel like he's going to win soon enough? Like, why not this week?
1: It, it ha- He has been a little, um, I mean, it's kind of, he's definitely, I mean, even the good finishes, I think, if I remember correctly, the farmers, he kind of backdoored it. I feel like Phoenix, he was not even a part of the conversation. Uh, obviously the century, he went through the, the battle with Cam Smith and that was amazing, but it does feel like, all right, Rom. like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to be in the conversation on Sunday? And so I, maybe that's some of the sentiment around people not, you know, willing to play him and they'll just say, all right, well, I'll take Rory then. I don't know. I I, um, I, do. I I think I will go with Rahm over
0: Rory. I think I'm there with it. Just like his chipping has been really bad and his putting has been especially bad, both in Phoenix yeah. and at Riviera. Like, that's not a calling card of John Rom. He's not a part of team no putt. He's actually a pretty good putter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can go real, you know, really wrong with a lot of these guys, uh, you know, wait for the ownership stuff to flesh out and uh and go from there
0: i i don't think there's going to be that big of a discrepancy between any of like the top 10 guys outside of rory kind like, R- out rory is going to be above them all then they're all going to be you know someone will end up 18 percent. someone will end up 12 percent. but i don't think we're going to know who that's going to be
1: well then i guess it comes down to like what kind of lineups you like to build because i mean i will say as we get down in these ranges i like the lower 8k range i like the lower 7k range so i can definitely come up here um, but I'm, I'm sure that's going to be kind of that studs and duds popular approach. I, I don't know that many people are going to co- totally fade everyone from Hideki up and just start a lineup there with, you know, Sung or Zalatoris or Leishman.
0: I'm going to build a few lineups that I start with Zalatoris. Obviously, I like Zalatoris at this lineup. I think pairing him with Scheffler isn't a bad idea either, just because I think they have very similar type of games. So yep. just trying to, as Raza always said, you know the skill stacks that you can get into. And the Studs and Duds lineup is going to be pretty popular here because it's a field of 120 players. It's still top 65 and ties make the cut. And there's some like absolute jabronis at the bottom of here. So let's say three yep. of those guys make the cut. You're really playing, what, top 65 For a hundred guys I mean just overall If you do the basic math It's going to be 54% of all players At least Are going to make the cut If you just Cut it off at 65 We know there's going to be ties So you're probably going to have Like 61-62% Of all players Make the cut So as long as you Avoid the bomb The the chalk player Who absolutely destroys Your lineups Feels like you should be Pretty good
1: so speaking of that bomb, the guy at 20, 21 22% ownership last week that missed the cut, Sungjae, what do you think of him this week? I like Sungjae. So we're into the
0: okay. 9Ks. Right now, and he leads it off. He's 9,900. I thought we'd get more of a discount on him after he was yeah. 11,000 last week and missed the cut and he was super popular. But then you got Zalatoris, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Leachman, Adam Scott. That's the entire 9K range. I like all of these guys, so I really yeah. need that. That was the one reason I mentioned that I could fade everyone above $10,000, start my lineups with either Sung Jae or Zalatoris and work from there. I save money. I feel like that's a more unique lineup just because you're fading all of these plus 10 K guys. And we've seen a ton of guys in this range win at this tournament over the years too. Plus this is where you're getting all your international dudes. You have South Korea. Yes. You got an American in there, but you have an, two Aussies. You have a, two Brits. So you know, the flags at the top of the leaderboard, when you see them come Sunday outside of Bryson, really in Tiger and Matt every, it's going to be one of these uh, non-American flags that tend to be up there. I think I'm good with fading Fitzpatrick.
1: I was just about to ask you about him. It's, it's really been the putter for him here in years past, right? I mean, the ball striking has definitely come around uh, here recently. Uh, but I mean, look, look at what he's done on the on these greens; it's insane. The total strokes gained on these greens. What do you, at, what do, you, what, do you, what do you do with
0: that though? Like, do you just say like, oh, he's always going to do that?
1: It, you might. You might need to. Um, and and you know, now that the ball striking is looking pretty peak, I don't know. I mean, Pebble Beach finished sixth, gained two and a half strokes with his irons. Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix was uh, let's see, six point eight strokes ball striking gain there. He's, he seems like he's he's gearing up. I don't know if he's, you know, if he's going super under the radar. That might be an option. But like you said, I do think a lot of the ownership is going to be spread out here.
0: Yeah, I like Zalatoris. I like Adam Scott. Those are the two guys that I'm going with. And like if we I'm had to tier, if we had to tear down again, I'd probably take Sung over that. But now I'm paying an extra five hundred dollars for Sung Like Scott is feeling it right now when it comes to ball striking. And when I went and looked at guys that putt well on fast, firm greens. Adam Scott is up there even including like his crappy putting years. He is still up there on these fast greens.
1: Yeah, he frustrates me. Um he's just one of those that I just don't when I'm on him he kind of he kind of sucks and then when I'm not on him he's good. It's just one of those guys for me. So I probably won't have any Adam Scott. Little little inconsistent in terms of how, you know how he plays when I when I roster him. So that means everybody else should probably play him. So you like Song Jay the best then? I like Sungjae and Zalatoris a lot. Yep. Would you
0: start your lineups with those two guys?
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, I think starting a couple lineups like this, especially if you're going through, um, you know, if you're going to have a handful of lineups or a mass entry GPP, I think for sure you could do that. It's, it's a little tough to fade all that, all that 10 K magic up there, but I think you can totally do it. I mean, Zalatoris is such a stud too. I mean, I just feel like it's, it's gotta happen, um, pretty soon. And I, 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 I'm hoping, maybe not now because your your podcast drives a lot of ownership, but I am hoping Sung Jae kind of flies under the radar a touch. Uh, the dude just doesn't miss too many cuts, and he rarely misses two in a row. And we've seen him miss a cut and bounce back very you know, very well. Top 10s, top 15 upside there. He's obviously played Bay Hill exceptionally well and another good long iron player. So I, I like Sung Jae a lot, and I'm hoping to get a little leverage on him. I could see him being around like
0: ten to twelve, but you know we're not going to get single digit ownership on Sung Jae. But if you yeah. objectively like him more than these other guys, then yeah, by all means, let's go for it. He plays these yep. long. He, he, it's funny when you start looking at the courses where he plays well, and I mean he's a bit more consistent than Patrick Reed, but it's the same sort of thing where. For years Patrick Reed always played these long, hard courses really well. And you're like, that's really strange for a guy who's not great with his long irons, doesn't really drive it all that well, yet just all of a sudden he's up there at the top of the leaderboard. Sung very much in a similar vein at these type of tracks.
1: Yeah, I think I think his iron plays his long iron plays pretty good, though, isn't it? Like it, it not... is.
0: Like it's really improved over the years, but just yeah. even before, it would be like, Yeah, his long irons are all right, but he's missing a ton of greens. And I I always mention it to Feinberg, like when we Looked at Sungjae before he broke through with his win at the Honda Classic. On any given week, one part of his game would be objectively horrible. Like, he would gain a bunch off the tee, but then he would lose a bunch with his irons. Then gain a bunch with his irons next week, and he couldn't chip anymore. Then he couldn't putt the following week. It seems like he's someone, if he just puts it all together, like he's going to be a contender at these majors and these hard, long courses throughout the course of like the next 10 years. But I do worry about his inconsistency sometimes, but I'm not as concerned at Bay Hill versus last yeah. week or even next week, because while there's a ton of water, it's not as cumbersome as it is at those two courses. Like you rarely see, you're going to have guys that blow up at Bay Hill, but not in the same way.
1: Yeah, dude, I was just talking about this on our show last night. Number six, I mean, unless you're Bryson, right? But that the second shot into number six is terrifying. Um, if you're gonna go for that, if you're gonna go for that green with water all the way down the left, it is one of the scariest like long iron shots I think I've ever hit. Um, so yeah, I-, I feel that there there is some trouble. It's not as much, but there's a few holes where you can really make make a big number.
0: You can make a big number, but it seems like every hole at PGA National, it's like oh I. Yeah. I, you know, I overcooked it like you know a yard. Oh, I'm in the water now. Great. Now I'm making a yeah. triple bogey and my tournament is over. There are fewer yeah, holes and, like that here.
1: And you don't have the three-hole, you know, the, the three-hole name of some, you know, death trap like the bear trap or really what they should do for, what is it, five, six, and seven on Honda? That needs – they need to do something about five, six, and seven because I think that played tougher than uh, – in 15 16 and 17
0: yeah I wrote about that last week uh both in the newsletter and in my column and Joe Iadone was on the show last week and he nicknamed it alligator alley and I I'm 100 percent
1: on board with that there you go well let's if Joe said it it sh- it shall be true
0: then Joe played the course on Monday and I think he played oh that's
1: right he played with bear off right
0: yeah I think he played the bear trap and won over so shout out to Joe for being good I, I think bear off ended up like three, than, three putting 17 or something better than Ryan Palmer right a little bit better Little bit better than Ryan Palmer, but you know, Ryan Palmer's made a playoff of that course before, so who knows? Uh, oh, I did want to. Hey, let me ask you this: Do you feel like there's not enough PGA DraftKings Showdown content out there?
1: Uh, there must not be because we've we've heard we've heard some cries from the people about uh, DraftKings Showdown content. So yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's real. I think there's I think there's a lot of people that want to do that. Um, it's not. I don't love Showdown. I would rather just continue. I would rather, like, take my lumps if my lineup suck and deal with it and start working on, you know, the next week or possibly live betting. Um, But, you know, that's just me. There's plenty of people that like it.
0: I'm actually very much in the same vein as you. I want to get my start on next week. But we're also providing content for this type of stuff, too. It's to our advantage to get ready for the next week so we have talking points and you know we're completely prepared for that other people just you know my lineup suck all my guys missed the cut i don't have any six of sixes let's get in on some weekend golf let's get in on some saturday golf. i completely get that too because i get the jones and forward as well so yeah i I, i'm gonna make the announcement right now so people out there you can pay attention to this either this week or next week for the players we're not sure on the launch date yet but mayo media network has partnered with our good friends big t tag and Tambo at runpuresports.com. Go check it out. Uh, they're going to be providing live showdown content Thursdays and Fridays, maybe Saturdays as well on Mayo Media Network. It's a partnership. We're super excited for it. Just felt like there wasn't enough showdown content out there. I know that they were doing it, but coming on Mayo Media Network where there are so many golf fans to begin with, I think it's going to be a perfect crossover. And then if you have questions live, you can ask
1: them in the chat. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a pretty good fix. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Love Toe Tag and Tambo. Smart guy. Sharp player. Uh, That's great, man. I mean, you know, Pat, maybe me and you, you know, we're old school, dude. You know, we remember, you know, some of these new young pups get in here. They don't know what it's like to not have showdown, right? 2015, 2016, we didn't have showdown plays. You just had to deal with it, right? It's like we, we were grizzled veterans. You know, if your lineup sucked, you dealt with it, you thought about it all weekend. You didn't have a chance to go sweat something else out or do something different, right? These guys got it too easy these days. Yeah, just another way to. I, I have to stay away from it because I'm not
0: good at Showdown. So every time that yeah. I play it, I just lose all my money. And I'm like, I don't want to lose like triple my money that I didn't expect to yeah. lose coming into the week. Like, yeah. I, I have my reserve money here. Like, okay, I'm good losing this. Then we get to Saturday. It's like, okay, oh, can I lose triple that amount? Sure, why not? Let's max out Showdown. Now, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to be doing it, but I'll be tuning in and maybe I can get some tips on what to do.
1: There you go. Yeah, maybe they can help out with some strategy discussion there. I think that'd be good because it does feel like there's like the one strategy everybody talks about and then everybody ends up on the same guys or you just end up fading those guys and the strategy at that point gets thrown out the window. Um, So that that would be interesting. I I would tune in for that as well. $8,000 range this week.
0: Uh, The first two have the most interest to me. I bet them both to win, both at one at 55 to one, one at 60 to one. I like Billy Horschel and Sam Burns at this course it feels like a really nice buy low spot on Sam Burns maybe his game has left him and he's objectively terrible now but I don't believe that I think he can get it back these are the type of courses he plays well long now we're back on Bermuda as well where he tends to putt a little bit better and I mean outside of Friday Billy Horschel was awesome at the Honda the ball striking has never been better for Billy Horschel so just pay that forward a little bit remember that you're Billy Horschel and you can make a ton of putts on Bermuda and we're off to the races
1: yeah, Billy Ho could definitely get there. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you on Burns. It's very attractive to see him at this price. Same thing in the betting markets. It's attractive when now we're, we're moving to this East Coast swing, um, a place where he's probably more familiar. Although I looked at it last year, and if you look last year, he did way better on the West Coast swing uh, with 18th at the Farmers, third at the Genesis, then came over to the East Coast and missed the cut at the API, missed the cut at the Players. Um, that was So that was disappointing. But then he comes back and wins Valspar, uh, I think Burns is is interesting because of the firepower that kid's got. I mean, we we've all we all seen it. So uh, I'm with you there. I prefer the the lower end of this of this range, I guess, uh, like the Keith Mitchell types, who I, I guess is going to be chalky. If you're playing cash, I would lock in Keith Mitchell. No one plays cash. Like, DB, come on, who's playing cash? Right. People do play cash. They comment on my videos all the time about Wait, who's are, the cash are, are these the same people that have
0: sex in the dark in missionary position? Give me a fucking <laughs> break
1: these are the same this is the same people on your uh live chat getting cussed out and blocked i guess they, they're in my they're, now they're coming over to my channel they're they're commenting on this but i love keith mitchell I, I love where he's at and obviously he's been playing great i think if there's chalk i'm eating it might be him um and then i like jason kokrak at 8400 and and taylor gooch at 86 I you like you like gooch.
0: you like gooch
1: really gotta I am such a sucker for Taylor Gooch. I really am. Um, It's it's a problem maybe for me. He's you know, but I mean the kid's still super talented. He had a really crappy week at the Genesis. Like to lose three shots with his irons does not happen. Does not happen very often for Taylor Gooch. I just think it was kind of one of those outlier rounds. He comes back. He's rested up. He's in Florida ready to roll. Uh, I saw some swings, uh, some swings of him on Instagram yesterday that got me all fired up and hot and bothered. So I think I think Gooch is interesting. Um, Gooch, I mean, think about Gooch and Burns right there. Like what we were saying about those guys just a few weeks ago, or a couple months ago, maybe for Burns. Like, and to have them here, their upside potential leverage is really attractive to me.
0: I think that they will both be leverage plays in this $8,000 range because everyone appears to be going to exactly the same people in the 8Ks. Max Homa is pushing like 20% ownership early on in the week. Oh, Ke- Keith I would Mich- say
1: that all day long.
0: Keith Mitchell is all pushing long. like 15%, 16%. Kokrak's pushing like 12 to 15%. And then, I mean, Paul Casey is 8300 bucks. That's going to be plus 20% for sure. Do you think so though? Yeah, like you, people think that, you think Yes, this is the same price we get on Paul Casey at every major and then he comes like 11th. It's, it's a perfect price for him.
1: Um I just don't know how how, how are you going to be able to how are people going to be able to work in all those big names up top that they want to. Uh I feel like I don't know. I, I would be surprised you play, if there's only one or two guys. You go Rory and then you skip that 9k range
0: and then you go Paul Casey, Keith Mitchell, And now you still have, what is that, $7,500 left? So if you find a nice 6K guy, you can get back up into this range again uh, if you really want to, or you just take the chalky guys in the mid sevens and you're off to the races. So
1: I think that's a unique unique lineup build because I don't think too many people are going to go, you know, somebody in the 10K and then skip the 9K altogether. I I don't think too many folks are going to do that. So that could be an interesting lineup there. I don't think that's going to be a popular play.
0: I mean if even if you throw adam scott into that lineup rory scott casey mitchell you still have sixty eight hundred dollars left so it's doable
1: yeah it's doable i I think there's going to be two two names in here that get that get chalky and i think it is going to be keith mitchell for sure i'm surprised kokrak did you say kokrak's projected higher than mitchell right now
0: no mitchell's projected higher than kokrak but but it's pretty hand in hand like do you want to know who the the real best play is of all of these guys. And yes, it's terrifying, but don't it's probably say, the guy. Yes, say, the, the answer is Sergio.
1: No, 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 I can't. God, I can't. So you but can I have just, Keith Mitchell at 19% or Sergio at two. I know, God dang. I know when you say it like that, it makes sense. But geez, he frustrates the hell out of me. Um, I, I don't understand how people
0: can make Paul Casey chalk week after week after week after week, after week at this price. And then Sergio is the same price, yet no one wants Sergio.
1: I feel like the shine's kind of worn off on Casey, though. Is he still getting like I haven't talked about him in weeks? Is he still getting chatter? He still getting ownership? Like what's his?
0: I, it didn't feel like he got much at. I mean, I had no. I didn't play him at Riviera, which was surprising because I generally do play Paul Casey. But he was yeah. He was thirteen percent at the genesis he played well at the genesis he gained almost six strokes on approach gained off the tee gained around the greens lost strokes putting big shocker there but he came 15th at the genesis and now that he's come 15th he has the start in america he's the cheap major-esque price that he always is and like you said the people that are going to play cash games they're going to use paul casey
1: yeah and now as you're talking about casey i'm looking at sergio and it is tempting His, his performances here um i mean obviously he's had you know a couple poor putting weeks, which is typical, but still, <laughs> still his worst finish is a thirty third. Um, but he's he hasn't played here since twenty twelve. Pat, is it twenty twelve? Th- I thought
0: he I thought he played two years ago. Maybe I'm off on that.
1: According to Fantasy National, he's not played here since twenty twelve. And sometimes I wonder, like, why is that? Is it and why why would he? Because I mean, even in twenty twelve or leading up to twenty twelve, he played great here. Like this should be a place you would want. Maybe I guess because the sched. I
0: don't know. yeah because because he, he started well, well he started I think it's because of the schedule that he started playing Honda over and over because he played Riviera then he played Honda take the off week I guess the players and then like when did the players start being played in March 20 that
1: didn't happen until like 2017 or 18.
0: so because he I feel like Sergio used to play Valspar all the time too so maybe this was the one he just ended up taking off who knows no he's
1: only, he played he played Valspar in 18 and 19. I still feel like there's a big gap there, but for whatever reason, he didn't come up. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I mean, he's not a uh, he's not a fan of Arnold Palmer. Yeah, maybe he d- like doesn't like Arnold
0: Palmer. Maybe he hates Orlando. Maybe he has oh, Orlando. Mag- maybe, maybe maybe show. he has Magic season tickets, and he's like, I can't get to the golf course. Gotta watch the Magic.
1: Maybe he's a big Disney fan.
0: There we go. Was that is, is this the tournament where Jason Day did yeah, that? Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe Sergio is just like, you know, if I get there, the Magic Kingdom calls my name uh, and I and I know I, I don't want to be tempted to, you know, and I don't know. It was a poor chipping and irons week for
0: Sergio at Riviera, but he drove the ball incredibly well. He actually gained strokes, buddy. he came 39th. It just it would be a pure ownership play. Like when people talk about leverage. There's not a huge amount of difference in leverage between a guy who's 22% owned and a guy who's 16% owned. Take the guy that you want. But there is a huge yeah. discrepancy between just looking at all the players around Sergio and they're all, they yeah. all could theoretically be over 15% pushing 20 and he's going to be two, 3%. Like that's legitimate leverage on a guy whose skill set is probably still better than all these guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When when you put it, you know, when you said the Keith Mitchell thing, it kind of, you know, kind of. Kind of caught me a little bit. Um, I know why. I, to- I know why people want to play Keith Mitchell. Hell, I want to play yeah. Keith Mitchell. The
0: course history—it's fantastic. Even rallied last week at the chalk price, at the inflated price, got himself back into it. He's been playing great golf. You think skill set? You think about this course, and you think about Bermuda greens. Hey, kill a Keith—that's where he comes through. He puts so well on Bermuda greens. Sergio's like the opposite of all that, but we all know Sergio's a better player.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean from a from a you know, that's probably what, that's probably what you should do in GPPs. Is just <laughs> eat just go ahead with Sergio. I don't know that I'll be able to do it.
0: You, man, you don't need to because I'm, I, try. I, I'm seeing Billy Ho and Sam Burns as like single digits as well. Like, they're also leverage plays in this range. And so is Gooch. Like, Homa. I don't know what yeah. to do with like, Russell Henley's just overpriced. Like, good for him. His stats are great. The model's going to say that he's great. In the betting market, he's like 40 to 1. But I just, maybe I don't think of Russell Henley the right way. Maybe he's getting the, uh, the bulldog boost here. It's like, yeah, if you're from Georgia, obviously you win tournaments on the PGA Tour now. That's just how it works. But. I'm just looking at like the 20 names after Russell Henley and being like, oh, they're all better than Russell Henley.
1: Yeah, um, and Henley's not played well here either, has he? And and I also think he's another one that hasn't... uh, Has he played here recently? I think I feel like he's not. Uh, He last played here in 2017. I don't know. I always look at a guy like that and go, all right, well, what's the reason? Um, But, you know, he's never hit the ball well here. That could be because he's a better ball striker now than he he was then. But I, I think... Henley is probably an avoid. Henley and Homa for me, I'm I'm out. How come you're out on Homa? Is it just he did all his damage putting at this course? I just don't like playing a chalk. I don't feel comfortable playing a popular Max Homa. I feel like that's your setup for for failure there.
0: That's a really um, good call, and especially because he's 8,700 bucks, Homa always just feels like a better bet than a DraftKings play.
1: Yeah, and now you know somebody could say, well, you know. Gooch is the same way, like a a chalky Gooch, which he's not going to be maybe a chalky Gooch. That sounds interesting. Um, He's not going to be, he may not be super chalky this week, but I've definitely played him on weeks where he was. And so somebody can say the same thing. Just for me, I have some sort of mental block with, all right, love Max, think he's great. Not playing him if he's chalk. I don't care what his price is. I just don't do it. So for me right now,
0: I got it whittled down to Horschel and Burns for sure sergio at eighty one hundred bucks and then casey or coke rack i'll flip a coin between those two i think
1: okay I, I just need you to text me on wednesday night about about sergio just give me some encouragement if you could send me some words um that'd be great just help me out just a little nudge a little slap on the ass towards sergio
0: all you need to do is just envision that leaderboard and all the different colors of flags that are up there on sunday
1: <laughs> yeah just text me on Wednesday, Pat. Okay, right. I, I, need, I need an accountability partner here. I got
0: you. Should let okay. everyone know I'm doing the live chat again on Wednesday. That has returned noon Eastern on Mayo Media Network. Hopefully Tambo will be back in studio with me. And he can uh, sit there as others absorb my vitriol through the camera. And I wasn't mad last week. It was a good clip, obviously. That's why we put it out there into the public. I wasn't mad that the question was stupid or you know was rudimentary or whatever it might be the question itself didn't bother me it was the context of the question is i always say leave good questions for pat mayo db and that wasn't a good question they just gave me two names with question marks after i don't know what the fuck they're talking about
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it was a great clip I, I don't know uh if you caught it but my comment was tambo looked like <laughs> when you were a kid at your buddy's house you're like nine ten and social situations can get weird when you're that old. Right. And your buddy's dad gets really pissed at him and just starts going off on him right in front of you. And you don't know what to look at or what to do with your hands or should you should you leave? What, what should you do? That's how Tambo. It was the best. I loved it. It was great. So I'll
0: try to make Tambo as uncomfortable as possible. Noon Eastern time on Mayo Media Network. If you want to get your question asked live, we try to get through the entire chat for the hour that we do it. And we'll even go into overtime if we have more questions, but you can always listen to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast after the fact because we've made it more of a show this year. It's not just me answering questions. Tambo and I are going back and forth and I found it really helpful a week ago. Not that my results really showed it, but just (laughs) thinking about things in new ways that I hadn't considered, like some people's questions trigger something in tambo obviously they trigger me into like out just beyond right. rage but with tambo right. like he he, in, he thinks about it he analyzes it then asks the question in a different way i'm like oh i hadn't thought about that let's talk that through so i actually think the show itself is actually pretty good with tambo in the studio with me and doing that so noon eastern time and obviously on demand on the pat mayo experience audio podcast if you've never rated and reviewed the pat mayo experience audio podcast on either apple podcast or spotify highly recommend you go do that now Take the 10 seconds out of your day help us out that's a currency that we deal with did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy that's right without added security you may as well just give away your private data to hackers advertisers your isp and other prying eyes that's why i use ipvanish vpn to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet ipvanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100 percent of your data That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, so that's your computers, your tablets, your phone, even devices like Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you gotta do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash Mayo and use promotional code Mayo, that's M-A-Y-O, and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish, I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash Mayo. 7Ks. I'll tell you who's popular. How about we start with that? Bezaid, Let's do that. yeah. Be- Hout is going to be popular. Cameron Young is going to be popular. List likely to be very popular. Hoagie and Lanto Munoz.
1: <gasps> Lonto's going to be popular.
0: Yeah, the I, I I didn't think he would be either, but then I just I ran all my numbers and. It's like, oh, there's Lonto. He rates out incredibly. Here are the guys that rate out the best. Like, McNeely is still, like, I I ran my model for the past 24 rounds. Uh, The best player is Luke List. He's number five. Cam Young is 11th. McNeely is 12th. Keith, uh, now we're back up there. Tringali is actually, he's at 8,000. We didn't even talk about him. He's 26th in this. Bezadenhout's 28th. Connors is still 23rd. And then you have Hoagie is 6th. Where are these other jabronis? Lanto is sixteenth, Munoz is seventeenth. Laird, a former winner of this event, is actually twenty-first.
1: Wow, yeah, Pat mentioned him on our show last night. Um, man, that's disappointing on on Lanto. I, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping he'd fly under the radar a little bit. Um, I, I mean, I guess if there's a name you didn't mention in there that I'm surprised didn't show up. Or maybe you just, maybe you have a block with this player and you're not going to, you refuse. Did Keegan not show up for you? Keegan, like he does
0: every other week? Keegan's 32nd. Like he sees like a tier behind those guys in terms uh-huh. of overall recent form. His, like, his long iron play really hasn't been good recently. So that's being really factored in against him. It's like his wedge is like 150 and in where he's really excelled. 150 and beyond has been sort of the problem area. And once you get into a problem area with Keegan, it's not a bogey. It's like a quintuple bogey. And then the week is over because he like three putts that hole as well. The two guys that I was looking at the hardest here, uh, because in this like low range, I really like Troy Merritt. At $7,100. He's sneakily playing great right now. And these fast Bermuda surfaces, he absolutely dominates. So I think he can get the putter rolling. His driving has been incredible, which is not something you'd ever expect from Troy Merritt. So I like Troy Merritt here. I also like T. Gala. I think T. is good. Like, I think he's T- legit. Like, in a year's time, he's going to be $8,700 at this tournament.
1: He is He is good, man. Uh, that, that dude played a lot of golf um, in the West Coast Swing. So good to see him get a couple weeks rest. Uh, coming off the Genesis, I, I like him. I don't, you know, he he could be a safe, he could be a safe cut make and play. I don't know how much his upside is is here, uh, in this field. Uh, you know, I don't. How much have we seen him? You know, work with this grainy Florida Bermuda. I don't know, but um, I, I don't mind it. So Munoz is definitely checking boxes. You mentioned him. I mean, that's a that's a great savings there for Munoz. Like, what is a chalky Munoz? Is that ten percent? Is that twelve percent? Yeah, like we
0: ten, ten to somewhere between ten and fifteen, I would guess is where he ends up coming in. A- anyone who sorts by T to green and even long, like yeah. if you sort by two hundred yard proximity over the past few events, Munoz T to green, Munoz. So he's just playing great.
1: Oh, I was gonna ask you. Uh, so you you're talking about Keegan's long iron play. What what? Because I I feel like Keegan like long term has always been a solid long iron player. Maybe maybe recently it's not been great, but when I look at those. You know long-term you know proximity stats which i don't love proximity stats but if i look at them i'm going to look at them in a big sample size like 50 rounds 75 rounds maybe um just to i think sometimes if we don't look far enough back we're not going to have n- enough of those shots like th- these guys aren't hitting all the, you know a lot of those shots especially a guy that hits it far off the tee um but i feel like keegan checks that box
0: I think his, I, I, I think historically he does check that box. It's just yeah. so far in twenty twenty two he does not.
1: Um, I don't love the top end of the of the seven k range, especially if you're going to avoid you know a chalky Luke list um, or maybe a Cameron Young. I don't I don't love like Fleetwood Day, Woodland. I'd never get right. Um, McNeely could be interesting. I'm a sucker for McNeely. He's, you know, usually he's one of those you ride on the West Coast. Um, Seabez I'm fine with in DraftKings. I just had this long conversation with Pat last night about whether or not Seabez is ever going to win on the PGA Tour. I I, I don't know that he –
0: I think you'll see him, like, if he's going to win, it's going to be a Colonial, it's going to be a Heritage, one of those events. Although, he tends to play better at these type of – like, Sungjae, in a weird way, plays better at these type of courses. Ones where you would not think that he would play well. But he he needs to have sort of like a Brennan Grace – type outing and that's why i think about heritage like if it gets any more than like minus 12 i don't see him winning like i thought that last week would have been a really good week for him
1: yeah i mean it wasn't a bad week obviously t25 um but you just look back on him and for all the the love that I i feel like we give him in our little you know dfs community he's never really even felt the heat of like being in the hunt on sunday his best pga tour finish was here uh, last ha- year as a 7th I had
0: him at this event two years ago the Hatton year I had a Hatton and I had Bezadenhout. I think Bezadenhout was like 150 to 1 or something like that and he was very much in it until Sunday and he just completely imploded I think he shot like 80
1: <laughs> yeah I, so I don't know I mean I, I do if he's chalky and I don't think he could win then I probably will fade him here um, so you know I'll, I'll probably dip on him
0: I'll take take McNeely. You know what? I'll
1: take McNeely. I think McNeely of the
0: upper seven guys is the guy that I would go to just because his driving is so improved.
1: Dude, I love Maverick McNeely. Everybody listens to our show. Knows that (laughs) I I can't stop talking about him and Luke list. It's just, it's a, it's a thing. And, um, you know, and obviously they both check out good ball striking wise, and they usually love the West coast. So that that's going to happen. Um, I do like. I do think Sheamus is interesting though, because he 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 was playing so good, and then he had those couple miscuts, and I think some of that could have been just a little fatigue, right? Century, Sony, Amex, Pebble, Phoenix, like he just he played a lot of events in 2022, so he's rested up. Um, I mean, I, I I like him a lot. Look what he did, you know, at the RSM Classic, he was coming off a miscut, finishes fourth, came off a miscut right after the Sanderson Farms, finished 21st. So, you know, the, the back-to-back missed cuts. The Phoenix was borderline. You know, he, he hit the ball well. He just didn't putt great. He probably missed a cut on the number or two or, or maybe one off. The Genesis week was like a just rather benign week for him. But I think a lot of that could have been fatigue. So I think if Seamus Powers being overlooked, I, 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 may, I may have some power shares.
0: He is most definitely going to be overlooked by myself too. Not because I don't think that he can perform well. I want him to miss the cut because I think he has a legit shot next week.
1: Mm, one of those you like doing that you like you like putting the the kibosh on guys so that you can jump on them the next week I've noticed that about you Pat
0: yeah well I mean the the biggest time that I ever did it was when I specifically said not to bet John Rom at Torrey Pines because I wanted to save him uh, for everything for Phoenix the following week and then he got his first career win so it doesn't necessarily work (laughs) out the best for me but I I do think that Sawgrass I, I Honda would have been the same way out of the Florida courses this one feels like it sets up the worst for power Why do you think that? I just, he's not like the biggest bomber in the world. Like, he's pretty good off the tee, but he's fairly accurate off the tee. His longer irons tend to be his worst irons. Like, the closer you get to the hole, uh, the better he tends to get. Uh, I just feel like he's safer. Uh, And if he gets his putter going, he's going to start getting scorching on these greens. But I want his approach shots coming from
1: like 130, 150, not
0: necessarily 225.
1: Okay. All right. I got you. I think, I think he's. Plenty long enough out here. He's not a Francesco Molinari, you know. Um, he's he's longer off the tee than that guy. So I think he's got enough swing speed. Um, but the ball striking just seems to be, you know, it seems to be, I think we're looking at a, a different Seamus Power right now. So, I mean, it hasn't been great the last week or two, but I'm I'm a believer.
0: I Listen, I would tend to agree with you. I think that he has a, chance, a legitimate chance to contend at the Players' Championship. The difference between Molinari and Power, though, one yes power drives it further than Molinari did but Molinari was one of like the premier long iron players in long the world iron players yeah so he, uh, he, he could always overcome his lack of distance because he was so precise with a five iron in his hands
1: yeah so you know the the age old you know do you fade the guy coming off his first vi- his first victory Sepp Straka is hitting his irons really well right now the putter's getting hot uh what, what are you going to do about Sep? I mean, I didn't use Sep last week. All I did was you bet him first round
0: leader. The one bad round that he had was, of course, the one round that I actually had exposure to Sep Straka, so that was fun. No one's using him, I can tell you that much, and I'm probably yeah. not going to use him either. I-, I always worry about these fringe guys. And listen, Sepp's a good player, obviously, but he's, oh, not, yeah, he's fringe. He- he's yeah. he's he's not he's not an elite player by any means. Yeah. It just it feels like this is such a life-changing win for him that you know you can mail it in for a few weeks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the I think if you go back and look at the history, that tends to be what happens. Um, but it's it's interesting, interesting to think there, especially if you think a lot of ownerships going to go right there to Hoagie. Um, it definitely ain't going to Patrick Reed right there at seventy four hundred if he's fallen. Um, so I, I get that. This will be an interesting range to see what shakes out as well. Because um, you yeah, yeah, Young, List, and Kirk are all going
0: to get ownership. But yeah. I am. You know how big of a sucker I am. You know who I'm playing. It's not Matt Wolf, is oh, it? Oh, it is Matt Wolf. Why not? Really? Yeah, I made the mistake last week of both playing Matthew Wolf. That wasn't great. I divvied up my Lowry shares into half Lowry and half Wolf. Big mistake, as it turns out. But any course where Bryson does well, I always think Matthew Wolf is gonna do well
1: too. Oof. Um that's a bold that's bold there pat I, I think i'm out for for right now we, we talked about him on our show last night too i mean here's another player i drafted in your season long league that has not done a damn thing so far i i don't know man i i think i'd like to see some semblance of like halfway decent ball striking out of wolf before I jump on that, because he was really, really, really bad last week, like really yeah. bad.
0: Yeah, he was 17 over par, I think that's not great. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not going to yeah. say I'm going overweight on
0: Wolf here, but if I'm playing 50 lineups, he's probably going to sneak into five of them at 0.1%. No one is using Matthew Wolf anymore. But no, I, they're they're, if you go look right. at where he has played his best over the years, it's the exact same places where Bryson plays well.
1: Is anybody you know? Is anybody going to use the Eric Van Ruyen right there? I mean Jeff Jeff bet him. Oh, Jeff did. Yeah. Okay. So maybe people hop on him because he did that. I'd I'd rather play Van Ruyen. If everybody's going to do Cameron Young, Luke List, Chris Kirk, and you're hopping on Wolf at that price point to get the 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 leverage, I get what you're saying about the Bryson deal, but I mean it doesn't matter if you if you can't keep it on the planet and you can't get the ball in the hole um, for Wolf. So. I don't know i think i'm still out I'll, I'll go with the public there and continue fading matthew wolf until i see something
0: last guy in this range 7600 is Corey connors whose irons have left him the past two events
1: yeah what is going on with Corey connors i don't know but he was third, very he was third here
0: last year like he has the perfect game for this place he has sort of like the Malinari type game like vintage molinari connors kind of has that same game now except he can't chip.
1: He he dumped one of our good buddies as his caddy. Kyle Peters was his was his caddy when he first came out. Kyle was a good dude, good caddy. And ever since he's dumped him, I'm kind of like, God dang it, Corey. I just I don't like that. He's using one of his, like his best college buddies or something on his bag right now. Uh, obviously that's not to blame for his poor iron play, but it is weird to see the irons go the opposite direction for Corey Connors.
0: Yeah the the driving the driving accuracy and the irons were something you could always count on the ball striking was always so good. I think I'm gonna go with Connors because may I'll use more Connors than Wolf put it that way because I don't know what to do with young list and Kirk. Do I just take I feel like if I'm going to take Cameron Young, I might as well just take Taylor Pendrith who does the exact same thing just more inconsistently.
1: Oof. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess we we'll have to see how the ownership shakes out. I mean, I think you know you're talking about McNeely at 78. You're talking about um, loving some Seabez. You, you you may not. You may just be avoiding this 76, 7500 range altogether. I'm
0: probably not going to use Seabez at 20. percent
1: I'm good with fading that. Oh, okay.
0: So okay. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't do that either. So I like it. Yeah. So the only guys I really have started right now from the seven thousand dollar range: McNeely, Connors, Wolf. And those, I mean, McNeely, I'll probably go pretty heavy on, but the other two were just kind of fringier plays. And I like Tegala. I really like Troy Merritt. I'll use a ton of Troy Merritt. Martin Laird at 7,000. And I, you want to talk about being a sucker. I am a sucker for Thomas Peters.
1: Are you? Yeah, oh yeah. Usually not. Um, you're, uh, the Amish Troy call is interesting. Um, I'm usually on to Troy Merritt, but he did not pop for me at all here. I might have to dig into that a little bit. I think I'll probably look at Laird and um, I mean not not Laird sorry Lanto and maybe some Keegan. I might roll Keegan down here. Let's see
0: Arnold Palmer Invitational for Troy Merritt. Three starts, twenty fourth, fifty sixth, and third for him. Just he rolls it well on these greens, man, every single time. And the rest of his game is kind of coming around.
1: Yeah, I mean I like Troy. I, I didn't see that. I don't see this as a Troy course, but. No. Uh, he must hit he must hit his long irons well. I don't know.
0: He does. He's he's been hitting his long irons really well. A 22nd in this field over the past thirty-six rounds. So not horrible by any means. Uh Munoz yeah. number one in that category, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I guess that's why you said he's gonna be he's gonna be talked up. Um he's definitely coming around. Man, he burns me too when I play him, though. A chalky Munoz I'll avoid as well. If yeah. he's if he's like fifteen percent. Ten percent, I don't know. Who knows? But fifteen percent, I would I would stay away from that.
0: You, you might That's get him destiny. you might
1: get him at ten percent because everyone's gonna
0: see that he's chalk, and then by the time Wednesday comes around, it's gonna be like, Well, I can't use the chalky Munoz, and then no one uses him. That that happens well, every I, single week to like three guys.
1: That is true. And if and the other thing is though, there are two players at sixty nine hundred that I like almost as much as well, probably as much as Sebastian Munoz. So depending on where they fall, I may just do that. Well, let's talk about them. Let's talk about the six Ks. If you say
0: fucking Ricky Fowler, you're
1: out of your mind. Nope. Right? No, but I I think I think you tend to like this guy a lot too. Carlos Ortiz is sixty nine hundred for me. So So, I'll take.
0: take So you're taking Ortiz and Putnam.
1: Yep. Is that the two popular plays? No, I I saw this. I saw
0: the same thing with Putnam. You did.
1: Yep. Putnam and Ortiz for me. That's it. Uh, And I and I don't love this range. I have one more play in the six K range. It's down at the low sixes. That also tends to be a popular name on your show. But I don't love this spot. I think I'll I will stick with Ortiz and Putnam and likely won't go too much lower other than maybe a sprinkle or two of this one guy down lower.
0: I don't see anyone in the 6K range pushing any sort of ownership at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was I was tempted by Hogard last week and that, that did not work out.
0: Um, uh, well, I I'm uh, am i will play I mean Putnam Wise is right there too. Like Wise should be good, but there's ugh. something wrong with him at the moment. What is going on with him? Who knows? Uh Higo, I am most definitely playing because I love Garrick Higo. Love him. He's great. He's won me some money, yeah. man. He's won me some money.
1: You <laughs> love Higo. Well, Svenson, everybody's gonna hop on Svenson. I would I would assume he'd be a popular play down here uh obviously the ball striking clinic he put on last week sam rider's been playing hot Our, my boy pat perry loves sam Ryder. lee hodges is an interesting one that i don't you know obviously played good last week it's it, it's shocking to see cam davis at 6600 dollars right now i love cam he has a special place in my heart hitting him at 150 to one that one's that one kind of shook me to see him down here but there's some good names down here for sure yeah and we're both playing danny willett like you mentioned it's 6400 there bucks. it is yeah. Hey, I, yep, I, I, it I already
0: bet him. I bet him at uh, two hundred and fifty to one. I like Pendrith <laughs> yeah. too. Like I really think that Pendrith is sort of like the homeless man's Cam Young at this point. They both just they're going to be top ten in driving for the week. Young putts actually Pendrith putts just as well as Cam Young. Cam Young hits his irons far more consistently than Pendrith does.
1: Yeah. I'm, I could also see myself getting tempted I see another name down here that you love but I could see myself getting tempted by Grayson sig again despite him burning me last week uh, the ball striking's been coming around for sig he's a he's a you know grainy Bermuda boy he really is last week he lost four shots around the green like that is awful that's hard to do and the, the ball strikings still you know the, the the approach play was still decent wasn't great wasn't off the charts but it was decent I, I like sig as possibly a bounce back here
0: Okay. Remember when everyone had him at Pebble Beach, and the the only time they cut to him on TV is when he like four putted from five feet. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, what do you expect? It's it's PJ Tour coverage, buddy.
0: Yeah. All I'm seeing like Aaron Rye rates out fantastically. Like if you're yeah. just running numbers, Aaron Rye is going to pop off the charts uh, at this course. But like Matt Wallace has an awesome course history. He's playing like absolute dog shit at the moment. So I don't know how yeah. much that's going to influence it. anything. But I mean, I went with him last week, and he sucked, and now he's 6300 bucks. Like, Swafford had a bad round. People have bad rounds.
1: Oh, uh, I was on him too last week, and I was getting a lot of shit in the nut hut last week for Hudson, my Hudson Swafford call. But, I mean, the dude does check a ton of boxes all the it's time.
0: What, it was one round. Like, he was fine yep. on
1: Friday. Yep. And what was it I saw floating around? Like, I was on Twitter. Somebody posted, and I don't even remember the player, but basically, like, oh, was it Davis Riley last week? He hit like one shot in the water, and it, it cost him. I don't know, like his stroke gain approach numbers like went down through the floor. He lost like a stroke and a half or something on that one swing. So that 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 crap can happen and throw something off big time in your models or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I I tend to like Hudson Swafford. I've hit him as an outright. He's he's one of those that you know won me some money too. So I tend to I tend to be on that when it's when it's here.
0: Yeah, and if you want your Stars and Scrubs lineup, like Willett, Willett, Pendrith, and yeah, Hudson Swafford are probably the way that you want to go. Then my numbers love Nick Watney again. I don't know if I can can go back to that. Used him last week. He was pretty good. Made a cut. I think he finished inside the top 25, but this is a much stronger field at a much longer course. Although, once again, numbers do like Pat Perez. I don't know if I can do that, though.
1: I'm out on him no I think I've named I think I've named everybody I mean Sig is is one Swafford is one uh Willett for sure and then Ortiz and Putnam but I don't I don't see really going much lower than Ortiz and Putnam for the most part
0: yeah so how many guys I only have 17 guys start although none of those guys are above ten thousand dollars right now so make 50 Mm -hmm. lineups with add one or two more guys in have like a 20 person pool for 50 lineups should be good to go I think yeah hopefully uh, I get the right combos and.
1: We don't donk it all away. Time for everyone's favorite. Oh, what's that? I was gonna say it's got to be hard for you because like you 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 your show drives ownership. Like and so then the players that you star that pop up for you and then you talk about them on the show. You got to know that shit. Thousands of people are playing these guys because I talked about them on my show. And then what do you do? I just play them anyway and don't win okay okay good you've been doing that for how long seven eight years now
0: seven eight years yeah that's uh the DraftKings. they
1: they pay me but then i give all the money back so it's a we should we should all just band together as a community (laughs) yeah next week for the players we should all just band together as a community and commit that next week is pat mayo week and we are not playing a single player that you mentioned no matter what we're not playing them so you'll have all the ownership and then and then then you'll know like this was all me you know, my I ran my model. I picked my players. I did it. All, all my thousands of followers and fans faded these guys on my behalf to let me, you know, run away with it if I could. And if they suck, you're you're going to be screwed. If they play great, you had your leverage, and you, you're going to win all the monies. I don't think, since Martin
0: Keimer won the players, I don't think that I've even had a four of six at the players. Like, I'm so, I I should really not play the player Every year, I I have a note in my notes that just says, don't play
1: this stupid event.
0: And every year, I'm like, oh, there's a millionaire maker. I'm going to put like a thousand bucks
1: in and just get zero dollars back. It's such a big, it's such a big event. You don't want to, you don't want to not play the players, Pat. Like, you just, you gotta play I'm so
0: bad at it.
1: So right. have your have your son have your older son like have wolf make your lineups for you he'll just probably him just, he'll probably yeah. take matthew wolf have your wife do it okay she'll, she'll, do it. she'll probably also see wolf and take matthew wolf well that's fine that's fine you, you apparently love wolf so take him you want him for next week anyway that's true. I want them this week. But let though. them. Want let him them fill week. out all the rest of the lineups. Let them. Let them do all the rest. That way, you still have a sweat. You still, you know, you're still watching. You're exposed, but you're not. You know, you're not shooting your own self in the foot.
0: I think that you are giving my viewers. Well, I mean, too much. You're not giving them enough credit. They know to watch the show and not use who I
1: use. That way, they can yeah. win. That's the, that's what most people do. I don't know. I think the Pat Mayo experience drives a lot of ownership. So some of them are doing that. Maybe maybe the ones that you know i've been listening for a long time but maybe the new ones i don't know let's go
0: over to DraftKings right now obviously you can play in the pat mayo experience listeners league link is down in the description the only way that you can get your hands on that link unless you people are passing it around and if so go fuck yourselves you need to click on the show i need those clicks and downloads you click on the show to go get the link okay Additionally, we can play the best plays this week. So we're trying to make like the chalkiest lineup possible. What's going to be the most common build this week? I think everything runs through Rory when it comes to ownership this week. So I think he's the first guy in our lineups.
1: I did see a lot of early talk. We didn't talk a lot about Hovland, but I felt like on Twitter Sunday and Monday, there was a lot of talk on Hovland. You don't think you don't think there's going to be a lot of not action ver- there? Not
0: versus Rory. Like Hovland will draw the same as Scheffler. He'll draw the same as Hideki. He'll draw the same as Sung Sungjae. Zalatoris will probably be up pretty high but like rory is you know the one to rule them all i think
1: so then if you're gonna go rory i think the next i think the common build is going to be rory and willie z
0: rory will z
1: okay we
0: throw a will z in there your boy killa keith or casey mitchell yep no i think
1: i think i think mitchell all
0: right mitchell it is mitchell be the one so now we're at 7100 bucks that means munoz is in this lineup yeah so Munoz is in. We got 7200 bucks for two spots. And we're trying to build the chalkiest lineup? Chalkiest lineup, or just like with the most... We're trying to figure out like the best plays. So who have people... Are, there? Yeah, I think that Lonto most definitely goes in here. And I think that gets us up enough to get like Cam Young in. Let's see. Now we're at 7300 There's no one at... I guess Hoagie, Hoagie. is right there. Yeah. Is there anyone we could drop down to below... No, not really. Munoz okay. seems to be like the, the stopping point for everyone. So you could go, is, yeah. Is Lonto lower owned, projected lower owned than Hoagie right now? Uh, No. L- Lonto is actually projected to be the highest of those three. Yeah. But if you could get well, to then... Cam Young, well, how much is Mitchell? Mitchell's 81. Yeah, and there's no one really right there. You could actually take Mitchell out of this lineup if you wanted to. You could take Mitchell out. And put in Bezeed, put in C-Bez, Yep. and now at seventy seven, you can afford another seventy seven hundred dollars if you wanted to. So you can. I mean, no one's going to use Rose. No one's probably going to use Connor or Power. But then you have your choice of Kirk List or Cameron mm-hmm. Young. Probably Cameron yep. Young or Luke List.
1: Yep. Which yep, one? I which, think so.
0: Where do you think more people go? List or Cam Young?
1: Young, right? I think they're going to go Young, yeah. Just based on his TV time recently, his recent play, they're going to look at Luke Smith's cut even though he's going to rate out well in the stats. Uh, yeah, I think it'll probably be Cameron Young. So that leaves it Rory,
0: Zalatoris, Bazadenhout, Munoz, Lonto, and Cameron Young is the play the best plays lineup this week. It's going to be very popular.
1: Yeah, for sure. Although Put that in the
0: cash lineup, right, Pat? I mean, that would mean I'd have to allocate <laughs> some budget towards cash
1: games, which I'm not going to do. Yeah.
0: Um, I just don't... Name. Is it fun to play cash games? I don't get it.
1: No, I think people I think I don't know what it is. I haven't played cash games either since like 2017, but um the people that come, you know, I mean that's I'm telling you. They they, they are in our DMs and comments all the time about cash plays. Maybe it's people that just, you know, they're they they just want to win something. You know what I mean? Like you have to cuz if you're playing tournaments, like you you are very content not winning at all. Right? Yes. Yes. I have got there people out there. <laughs> yeah, there are people out there that Sure. Would it be nice to win? You know, hundred thousand dollars. Great. Yeah. But they just want to win something. They just want to get a little bit of that green screen disease. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is.
0: I can see it. I don't know. It'd be. It's like the people who bet like top forties on guys that know, are like that m- minus one twenty. Like that's not that why, drives me nuts. That's not. It doesn't drive me nuts. I get why you're making the bet because you know you're getting good odds. I, I'm not betting golf to bet minus one twenty. I'm just not doing it.
1: No, no, I, no, I, that's why I think it's, that drives, it drives me nuts. Cause I think it's stupid. I would not do that. I, I love betting top twenties, but top forties. Yeah. Because you're going to get the minus minus one thirty, you know, uh, Willie Z's or whatever. I'm not going to do that. That's just dumb. Do you want Bad. the, uh, the, the, the Skylar Hoke bet of the week? What's the Skylar Hoke bet of the week? We, hey, me, uh, he was on Seb Straka with Pat. He was week. sky is hey. good, man. Sky and
0: Tom on the DP world tour picks and bet show. They they would actually win money on that. Oh, show. Pe- people should uh people should listen to that show. I'm not going to lie to you. So this is the guy this week. He's 2500 to 1. <laughs> you ready for this? Uh, what what tournament is this? Uh the Magical Kenya Open? Oh yeah, okay. Oh, the DP World. Okay, yeah. So Robson Chinhoy is the guy. Okay. Tw- 2500 to 1. <laughs> He has won four of his past eight starts, and I believe they've all been at this course. On, like, the Africa tour or something. Sky did all the research. He sent it along to me. Uh, I'm going to collect, like, 60 grand here, I think.
1: You know what I just noticed, too? Um, When I I got put in a tweet, we got put in a tweet with Sky. Sky doesn't follow the tour junkies. What a jerk. What an asshole, right? Right. And we follow him. We've been following him. I don't think he's the most active on Twitter. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, well, good for him on the Straka hit, and I, I guess I mean for a twenty five hundred to one, I'll tail Mister Choi whatever that is, I'll 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 throw a few bones on that for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: Robinson Chin Hoy, uh, he's also if you want to talk about the top forty market, he's eight to one for
1: a top forty. See why, why are not why are people why are more people not betting on golf? Like this is just I I see it all you know all over the internet, right? You're sweating these NBA games and all this shit. Like God, you just <laughs> people are missing out. You're I'm, just missing out. I'm with you. An eight to one top forty? Eight to one top forty on the DP World Tour of a guy
0: legitimately no one's ever heard of. The sky the Skyler Hogue Lock. I mean Locke. He guarantees it twenty five hundred to one. His my words, yeah. not his.
1: Done. <laughs> Done. I will be I will be busting a unit on uh, Mr. Choi, thanks <laughs> to Scholar. What do you got going on this week? When's the next Dude, TJ show? It's the you know, first first full full-time db week so um we're that's what we're doing i'm about to do a little head-to-head matchup uh discussion here I'm, I'm loving some head-to-heads i love betting plus money head-to-heads or some of the lesser-known players um because i think sometimes the betting markets don't pay as much attention to those guys so we doing that uh we got the emails going out the chalk bomb email you can subscribe to that on our website tourjunkies.com scroll to the bottom right of any page on the website you can get the chalk bomb sent to your inbox for free every week I think it's one of the boldest you know the boldest calls of the week it pays off sometimes sometimes it doesn't and uh actually i'm excited about next week for the players i will be there i'll be there tuesday and wednesday of the players uh getting some intel you, you know around. You, you know they don't play those days right i know that's okay. why i, yeah, I just want to
0: make sure just want to make sure you. Didn't i'm a man of the people
1: pat i'm going before lineup lock right and before you get all your outright bets in i'm gonna go find out some scoop on some stuff right so i'll be conveying all of that in the nut hut Uh, which is our Discord server. And me and Pat are going to actually get to do a show together on Monday night. I'll be at Pat's house on Monday night. You know, we don't get to do that a lot. So I'm excited about that. We'll probably get deep into Tito's and have a banger of an evening. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Follow DB on Twitter at tour junkies and subscribe
0: to the tour junkies podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify just like you should do to the pat mayo experience podcast rate and review five stars apple Podcasts and spotify help us out that way smash the like sub to the channel sub to the newsletter play in the listeners league and fantasynational.com slash mayo to do your own research to generate your lineups and look at that simulator thank you all for watching i'll see you next time